Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. Hey, hey, Adam here, The Roof Strategist, and welcome to today's episode where we're talking about using your CRM to maximize your sales efficiency. And in today's episode, I'm joined by Matt Morrison, who's going to be sharing some insights and some entertaining stories to answer the common questions that I've been getting. What CRM should I be using? Is my CRM helping me make money? Is it just a, a, a data hog and a time waste? Or is it something that I can leverage to boost my sales and create better experiences? So without further ado, Matt Morrison with AccuLinks here to join us. Matt, thank you for, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, I always enjoy these types of things. That's great hanging out with you, Adam. Yeah, <clears> excellent. <throat> and uh, I ended up on this. I saw that AccuLinks was sharing some of my content on LinkedIn I didn't even know about. And it was great. We connected through that and it's just good having good synergy. And as always, I just want to get one disclaimer out of the way. When I bring guests on this channel, whether you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, I am not anybody. I'm bringing these people on because they believe in what they're doing and that there's a shared vision in helping you guys make more money in the field. So um, Matt, CRMs, let's chat about uh, the first big question that I get from, from owners is what CRM should I use and how do I choose which one is right? And before I, we start answering that, I just want to let you guys know, stick around because we're going to talk about using this stuff from a sales efficiency standpoint here in a minute. So Matt, I get the question all the time. There's a lot of options. Yep. How do you advise someone to choose the right CRM for them? Well, first, I, I always say, what do you want out of this thing? Right? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, do you have a CRM now? Or do you, uh, are you still just using pen and paper and now you're trying to uh, transition into something digital? If you are starting with pen and paper, then you're, you know, in some cases, you might be in a good situation because you've got nothing to really base it off of. So clearly you're recognizing some of the inefficiencies that come with paper folders and having, you know, 10 trees worth of stuff sitting on everybody's desk and stuff blowing out windows and whatever, you know, you stick the invoice in the wrong folder and then you never find it again and that kind of stuff. So you recognize some of the inefficiencies that are out there. What are you trying to gain? Right? Are you, are you looking for a marketing platform that gives you a little bit of CRM and data storage capabilities? Or are you looking for something that's a, a robust database that you can pull reports out of and whatever, right? Um, you know, look, there's a number of competitors in our space. And, you know, while I would love to have everybody come with AccuLinks, the truth is I have, we lose plenty of people to competitors every day. But by extension, I gain people from competitors every day. And of course, I'm wearing an AccuLinks shirt. So my job is to say that we're the best. But at the end of the day, the reality is there's different fits for different people. I mean, they have different needs and different styles and different structures. And just because your buddy says, oh, you got to use, you know, Bubba's CRM over here, that doesn't mean it's right for you. It works yep. for him, his company, his size, his setup, his needs, his style, and your culture is going to be very different than theirs, right? So I always say start with 
what's working with what you got and mm -hmm. what's not working with what you got, right? And then ultimately prioritize whatever one you pick because the one you use is better than the one you don't, right? Yeah. And I think um, we can agree that it's a must. It's not an option. You no. need a CRM. And I still, I, I get messages from people who are still running decent sized companies without one. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget. I was driving, it was three hours from the office because we had three offices in, that we were running in the state at the time. And I get a phone call from a customer. And I feel like a total moron. I had never heard of them. I didn't know which salesman was working with them. I didn't even know what city because we were running offices in four different states. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what state are you located in because the calls were forwarding to me while I was in the field. Um, who are you? Have yeah. we collected your money? Have we installed your roof? And, uh, and then having to call the office, some of the office rifle through it. And it's just, it, it doesn't, it's one, it's not efficient. And two, it makes you look like a moron. This was by, yeah. way many years ago, by the way, actually not yeah. as many as, it, as you'd think, but far, <laughs> far enough, far enough yeah. away yeah. To, to drive the need. So, yeah. we, I mean, I, I know you obviously Aculinks is a CRM and you'd be silly to say it's not a must, but objectively from my standpoint, any yeah. company, whether you're doing a million a year or 30 million a year or a hundred million a year, a CRM is the necessity. Yes. Yeah. You got to have something. You got to have some, I mean, what everyone says about physical folders is, mm -hmm. oh, it's my central source of truth. It, it's yeah. so easy, right? I can just open it up and I can, I can look, I can look at it. Right. Yep. But really, I think if we're honest with ourselves, it's kind of selfish. I mean, a paper folder is really only easy for you. It's not easy for the guy in the next office. It's not easy for the guy working two states away. It's not easy for the guy in the field who doesn't have your folder. It's only easy for you. It's only convenient for you. Um, and it's certainly, I think if you use a CRM correctly, what it really does is it forces your, your, your company to start working like a team. Yep. Right. A CRM makes you be a team. It makes you, you have to, because it's not just a matter of, well, I've ticked my boxes off. I guess I'm done for the day. You recognize that there's a flow and I'm going to do things that's going to help the next person down the road, the production person, the bookkeeping people, the invoice and the collections, whatever it is, I'm going to help them have what they need so that they can consistently provide the great experience that we so pride ourselves in. Right. Yep. Um, it really forces that to be a, to be the case, no matter what you're using. Right. Even if you just got, stuff in Dropbox, it still allows for some, some level of collaboration and our true central source of truth. Um, it was funny, you were talking about the, the person that you didn't, uh, you didn't even know who the person was. I had a, a sort of a similar story. I remember I was a sales guy years ago and we didn't have a CRM at the time. I went to this customer and he asked me something about like what his bill was or what the balance on his job was and whatever. And I gave him an answer or whatever it was. And then I get back to the office the next day and they, uh, we started talking and I mentioned that I'd been out to this guy's house and that I talked to him and well, what'd you say? Well, I said this, well, oh shoot. Well, he just called us this morning and we told him that, well, I, they had no way of knowing that I'd talked to the guy or, or if it was the reverse and, and they talked to him first, I had no way of knowing they'd talked to the guy. Neither one of us thought to pick up their off of the phone and say, Hey, by the way, Becky, I just spoke to, you know, whatever. And so it was, if nothing else, that's just a bad experience. Right. You know, the yeah. customer now is looks like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. We're giving different answers. It's just a bad experience. And, and you know, maybe when everybody was using day timers and PDAs and, and paper folders, that was just the expected experience of the customers. But I think now customers aren't dumb. They know you don't have to be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have if you're acting stupid, it's because you want to. It's because you don't have stuff in place. Right. That's not an expectation that the public has anymore. Yeah. Right. And speaking of expectations, one thing I want to touch on is customer expectations. Yeah. I mean, people with, with smartphones and technology, I mean, I just, I, I grabbed a, a, doing my hunter safety right now. 
and I'm sitting at home watching a movie. I got it pulled up on my phone and I expect that when I log out and jump on and log in on my computer to resume, I'm going to be picking up in the same place. And people just expect this high level of uh, technological support and intelligence to some respect from companies they serve to have a record, to know who you talked to last, what happened last, where they're at in the process that anyone in the office can answer a simple question and not require yeah. a call back because that there's nothing that makes you feel worse and that loses confidence from a, from a homeowner or worse yet a commercial property owner who you're doing. And they're like, Hey, you know, do you have any idea when the adjuster scheduled? Hey, did so-and-so meet the adjuster and you have no notes that's shared and visible. And I loved yeah. it when I was out. I mean, I lived in my truck and I could just pull over and I had my iPad always and I could log in and just say, Oh, I know exactly what's going on yeah. with whoever. And it changes the game. And by the way, it allows you to actually take some time to yourself and like go on a vacation maybe. Yeah, Even right. if you're still working, you have access to everything from your phone or a tablet or laptop. So oh, I remember we had a production manager that was sort of resistant. So the company I used to work for our broad Aculing saw on. So I was a customer before I was an employee, before I switched to the light side of the force or the dark side, I guess, depending on your perspective, right? But we had a we had a lady named Becky who worked in our office and she was the one person that was still kind of, you know, holding her whoopie. She wanted her security blanket of her paper <laughs> folders everywhere she went and and um you know, she would travel between offices and she would literally package up her folders and FedEx them to the office and then fly. And then the next morning, open up the package and pick up where she left off. Even though we had Aculinks, she yeah. still didn't want to give up her paper folders. And then one day she goes on vacation. She had a family reunion or something like that that she was going to in like Montana or some crap. And she's sitting in the airport on a layover without her paper folders and a job blew up. Something oh went down, right? And so all of a sudden her security blanket just wasn't there. She didn't have it. And so, but she did have her laptop. And so she opened it up. I remember, you know, she found whatever she needed to find, solved whatever problem she needed to solve and went on a better day. But I remember she literally called her, texted me that, that day and says, okay, Matt, I, I finally get it. I, I, I finally, I finally get it because now she didn't have the luxury of this thing that had always been her backup, right? She didn't have nothing but the laptop and the fact that everything was there saved her butt for whatever this situation was, right? Um, you know, really, I think there's no downside to this, right? I mean, if you're a tech savvy customer, you expect it. You don't have any tolerance for some, oh, I don't know. Let me call Adam. He's out in the field and I'll see if I can have mm-hmm. him call back. That's just not an acceptable answer. Or if you're the not tech savvy customer who still thinks that, uh, you know, you've still got your flip phone or some crap it is, then you just impress that person. You just impress the heck out of them. Right. So there's no downside here. No one's going to be unimpressed or annoyed by the fact that you can answer their question or send them a text or shoot them an email with some information. No one's going to be, there's no downside there. You know, there's only upside potential. And, and when it's, when it's done right, C, CRMs are tough to switch. They do take some time to learn and garbage in, garbage out. You got you to gotta train the team the right way. You have to use it the right way. And you got to use it as a tool. And what, what I think most, or not most, many uh, roofing salespeople, many owners or sales managers overlook the fact that when leveraged properly, a CRM is really about sales efficiency. It is. Um, there's three elements that I see. You may add to it because we could go down the silo and a lot of them, right? Profitability, yeah. all that. But ultimately, it's about sales efficiency because the number one limiting factor in this business is time. You're, you, will, you will reach a ceiling of time as you're limiting um, uh, your bottleneck, so to speak, as opposed to your ability to sell. So 
if you are, oh man, I forgot what size uh, pipe jack flashing to order and you have pictures or an Eagle View or Hover or whatever it is that you're using and, and that's all stored in one place, you can save that trip. I remember countless times, oh, I forgot to grab the color for the drip edge or the edge metal. Now I got to go back and being able to just have a process in place to follow. So all of your information is in one place allows you to be more efficient with free, with, which, excuse me, frees up time. So we have sales efficiency controls the next element that I see. And that's on every angle, both from the individual sales rep, clean handoffs for companies that are running a segmented sales process. So sales can handle, hand it off to um, supplementing or, and then, and or production and or to collections or for the salesperson to handle, you have this, this okay. control. And, and how, I can't even tell you how many times I had a company out with me once and they were, um, you know, asking about job profitability. They say, Oh, well, we just have, they have an old school spreadsheet. And I said, well, who's auditing the jobs? Oh, we just do it for what the insurance says. Well, what if it's not enough? How many times I remember when I was brand new and I'd produce a job and be like, wait a minute, I lost money on that one. But <laughs> You know, whoops. And now I'm married. Now we're married to the, to the job for seven years for the liability. So we have the control. And then the third element, which I think adds into, to sales is customer service. And to me, that's the the most important thing. Customer first, you know, there's times that things go wrong. There's times that things don't go wrong. Either way is an opportunity to shine. And when you're, which by the way, there's probably a really good segue for, to chat about what you shared with me as the newest feature with AccuLinks, but that customer service side of yep. keeping that homeowner in the loop, staying organized so you know what's happening, so they feel taken care of when they call in is, is huge. So sales efficiency, control, which by the way, owners listening, control means profitability and understanding that from a transparency standpoint and even sales having transparency so they know roughly what they're going to get paid, which I just answered, answered an email from a guy named Casey yesterday saying, Hey, I have these jobs coming in. I'm new to the industry. I got paid this amount, but there was just this big mystery of what's coming next. And I'm immediately thinking he's clearly not using a CRM because most CRMs are going to give, give some sort of indicator of, of pay to expect and pay plans. So back to the customer service and sales efficiency side, you want to share a little bit with what we talked about beforehand on the kind of that new cool feature that AccuLinks is rolling yeah. out. So, you know, AccuLinks has been, you know, this year, our big focus has been, you know, automations and trying to take some of the workload, uh, especially some of the more menial things that are important, but are kind of repetitive, like sending an email or notifying somebody about something or whatever. We've, you know, starting back in, I think like April or May, we rolled out a bunch of automations, right? So you can automate an email. So when a certain milestone is hit or a job is scheduled, or an appointment is set or whatever, an email can go out or a, a, you can create a task for somebody. Hey, this milestone got changed. Let me create a task for, you know, Adam over in accounting to make an invoice or whatever the case or supplement the job, whatever you, you know, whatever your guys' flow is. Um, and that can even be segmented down. Well, if it's a retail job, do this. If it's an insurance job, do that. Or if it's a roofing job, this. Or if it's a siding job, that, you know. So you can even have some granularity in there about, you know, kind of how your workflow is going to be uh, placed out. And then if we've recently rolled out texting. So you can incorporate auto either automatic texts. Um, and in the next week, maybe two, we're rolling out a two-way text. So you can actually got like a, a text. We can send texts. And, and that, again, brings everything into one house, right? One place. Mm-hmm. So that when you're in that job file, it's not like, oh yeah well we were texting back and forth over here well that stuff is going to be in here as well whether it be an automatic just hey your job's scheduled to go on next week let us know if that's a problem but it could also be you know more of conversation 
you know, about yep. a, a problem or an issue or whatever the case might be. So, yeah. but being able to meet those customers' expectations, because more and more people are expecting text messages, whether it's from your dentist or your vet or your, your thinking roofing company, whatever it is, they're just expecting that that's going to be a thing, right? That's just the way that people uh, do things. So, and, and you know, um, back to, back to that, there's a couple yeah. things I want to hit on both for salespeople and for owners. The automation side, I know you, when I took some notes from when, when Matt, you and I met beforehand and you said these are specifically transactional in nature, right? Like yep. there's, they're very specific status changes. New customer comes in, job scheduled, uh, jobs complete, invoice for, you know, ready for collection, whatever those stages are. And one of the things that's in, in the, uh, my marketing battle pack is pre-written material that you could literally copy paste and plug yeah. in. In addition to that, it is so valuable to take advantage of that opportunity and that touch point to, in my opinion, bake in those referral requests and using a referral program, specifically the one I teach. I just haven't found anything that's worked as strongly, which I don't know if you, Matt, what, what I teach is to offer a $25 gift card right away for any appointment that you set. That's it. It's not the convoluted stuff that people do like 500 bucks, thousand bucks, 200 bucks. The, if, if it we, closes in six weeks or yeah, something like that. Yeah. If we get a referral, if we do business, if we get paid in full and then nine weeks later you do it and then it tells <laughs> and you forget why. about it and whatever. Yeah. yeah. How are you paying me a thousand dollars? How much money do you make off me? So it's, mm. it's super, super simple. You let us about, you let us know about someone we can help. I'm going to call them up, set an appointment. And just for the opportunity to chat with them, I'd like to give you a $25 gift card to somewhere local. You there's, there's more to it, but at any rate, all those emails on the update side, job schedule, you can use this as an opportunity instead of the, oops, I forgot to tell you to take grandma's urn off the outside wall while we're doing siding. So it doesn't rattle off and end up on the floor. So it's just another fail safe. So for owners, that's a control piece, you know, making sure that those key communications are delivered, but also you're leading with value. You're having great customer service. And then every email ends with a referral. So if you take advantage, and again, all the emails in the battle pack have this, but baking in that referral request at each step, now let's say there's four triggers that go. That's four automatic referrals. You know, then you've got your in-person time. So when you do it right, those referral requests get layered in and yep. layered in and layered in because not everyone's going to give it to you right away. And the scary thing, I've run sales meetings all across the country and I will open a sales meeting. I've done this from the stage and I've even said it, it's small conferences, raise your hand with the number of fingers showing me how many referrals you've asked for this week. It is crickets. You will have one to two salespeople say one or two and the rest is silent and everyone knows it, but no one does it. So using these opportunities, just again, control from that, from the company standpoint, yeah. from the salesperson standpoint, who doesn't want referrals, you know, plug sure. those in, send them out. Good to go. So um, it's just, again, it, it, they're, they're inseparable sales efficiency and customer service when intertwined the right way using a CRM, you know, obviously like AccuLinks and, can, can, can be a real game changer, especially when it comes to scaling a sales team and yep. you losing that pulse over not knowing what Joe is selling. Is he selling it the same way as Mike and Tyler? And then, and then is Katie yeah. doing it the same way? Well, you want people to work with your team to feel like they're working with the team. Right. And, and certainly our personality is coming through and, and, and whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm working for, you know, Benson, if I'm working with Benson Roofing, right, then mm-hmm. I want that to be consistent. And if my sales guy quits or goes on vacation or whatever, I don't want it all of a sudden to feel like, oh, I have no idea what Adam was talking about. Well, we don't do that, you know, or whatever. Right. I want that to be 
a consistency. And, and, and look, I mean, we, we're all humans, right? We get busy and, you know, sales guys are notorious a little bit on the ADD side. So sometimes you just forget stuff, right? You just totally forgot to ask for a referral. Um, so, but from an owner's perspective, you're sitting there going, oh my God, that's a job we could have had. That's a sale we could have made. And of course, you know, salesmen as well. But if you can put automations in place so that those little benign things are just trickling out every time we throw an email out, every time we throw a text out or whatever it is, you're just tickling them, tickling them. Yep. And it might not happen the first or second or third time, but the fifth or sixth or 10th time, all of a sudden then, oh yeah, yeah, those guys, you know, they've, they've stayed in touch with me. I'm actually really impressed that every time I turn around, I'm being told about this or that or the other thing. Sure, I'll tell my friends, or my neighbors or whatever the case might be, you know. Yeah. I apologize. My dog is verbally harassing a squirrel in the background. It's, a, it's working from home these days. I don't hear it at all. Oh, good, good. Sorry, no dog at all. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Every everything flies on the roof strategist show. I so. I think the other aspect, and you've touched on it, right? I mean, clearly, there's. I don't disagree with anything that you said. I think from a company culture and from a, a business process and scalability standpoint, one of the things that a CRM gives you also is accountability. Right, yes. is knowing what happened. And, and look, we've all maybe got that one team member that's just trouble. But more often than not, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and say, you're not a scumbag. I'm not a scumbag. But I might remember things differently. I might have different expectations. Maybe I legitimately, sincerely, 100% believe that I did tell you to do the thing, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And so now there's, a, now there's a fight or whatever about something. I remember years ago, I had this customer we, I was in the, in the Indianapolis office, but we were, we were doing this remote production concept that the, product, that the owner was trying to do. So from Indianapolis, we were doing production in like Louisville and Nashville and in Charlotte. It was in Charlotte. We had four offices, our own, plus those other three that we were working in. And this one job had dragged on because a mortgage check was taking forever to come back. And the customer was getting miffed because it was taking so long from the date he had signed his contract to the date we got the job built. Um, and of course, the sales guy, by extension, was getting miffed because his customer who was miffed was calling him. And it was just a nightmare, right? And anyway, finally, months later, the job materials drop, um, you know, a couple days before the job, I'd put an order together in Aculinks and I sent it over to the supplier and they dropped the materials. And, and in that scenario, the sales guy's job was to, um, sales guy's job was to uh, go check the materials. That was just the way the, his system worked out. And uh, he calls us up on the day of the build and he's checking the materials and he's freaking out because, oh my God, you guys dropped black shingles. What are you doing? That was the original color, but you know, I put a change order in two weeks ago, changing the colors to brown. Go look in there and, and whatever. What are you guys doing? You took all this. I mean, it was mouth, mouth, mouth. I mean, you know the deal, right? And I'm not going to blame the sales guy because my office manager, Becky, wasn't any better. She was mouth, mouth, mouthing back. And I'm sitting on the outside going, this is getting pretty not culturally friendly around here. We'll just be polite about it. Okay. It was getting unpleasant. And I'm sitting here, I'm the nerd in the background going, what the heck happened out there? Right. And sure enough, I go to the documents section of, of the job file. And sure enough, there's a change order signed two weeks before changing the color to brown. I was a big change order guy anyway. Right. So changing the order to brown. And I'm looking at it going, how the heck did that happen? Because I was really good about checking for change order. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. But I was pretty darn sure they didn't say brown two days ago when I put this order together, right? Well, I started poking around a little bit more. Rob and Becky are just back and forth in the background. And I'm poking around. Sure enough, change history, date and timestamps, everything. What had Rob done? Did he upload the change order? Yeah. Was the change order signed two weeks ago? Yeah. He uploaded it 15 minutes before he picked up the phone and called us. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, now, I don't God. know whether Rob legitimately thought he did it and didn't or whether Rob just yeah. totally miffed it and was trying to cover his tracks, but it sure looked like it was our fault. There, there. Right? Oh. It sure looked like it was me. Now, I'm only telling the story because it was not my fault, but it could have easily have been my fault. The truth would have been there is my point, right? And as soon as we saw what had happened, drama, gone, right? Contractors love their drama too, as much as they love their job folders, right? They love their drama. And usually it's just a misunderstanding, right? It's, it, there's no accountability. It's a scribble that anybody could have scribbled at any time. Who knows when that was really scribbled on the front of the folder. There was instant drama was gone and it allowed us to do what? What was the real problem? The problem wasn't the brown shingles or it wasn't my fault and it wasn't Rob's fault and it wasn't Becky's fault. The problem was we've got a customer who's got the wrong color shingles on the driveway, but nobody could see that. Because everybody yeah. was so caught pointing fingers and screaming and cussing everybody else out that we missed the real problem was we got a customer getting a real bad experience right now. We better figure out how to get the right color shingles out there. Yeah. And the drama was gone. And we were able to focus on that. And then there might have been some drama later on. But <laughs> yeah, that problem was done. And we saw, we saw through it. And we were able to make, make the customer happy and then deal with the human resources issues later on right? right but that was that was the key thing about all that right that accountability that being able to actually see what's going on have a record even especially if it comes to lawsuits god you gotta take somebody to court somebody starts saying things on you know yelp or home advisor or angie's list or wherever it is you've got documentation of what all was done Dude, right I, I didn't i did another uh video on nightmare <clears throat> situations yeah sure because i was in the i handle all of our legal affairs and and luckily we didn't have that many considering the volume we did but um yeah, those change orders, simple documents, word of mouth things. We had exchanges with customers that were all agreed upon. Everything was amicable and friendly until you find out the guy was um, half in the bag drunk at eight in the morning and, uh, you know, didn't remember the fact that he's uh, all these. I'll, I'll stop at that. Story. Well, I've got some people. fun stories on that one, yeah. too. Yeah, F folks can, can watch that one. But the other thing, too, just from from a sales management standpoint, um, I remember how horrifying it was when I, when a salesperson, when there's turnover and not knowing where they were at with what customers, what were leads were open, what leads were assigned that were followed up with, um, what were in progress. And well, the sales guys taking his folders with them and you don't even yeah. know they exist. And then you're, you're, you're yeah. out of it. And sometimes the sales guy just realizes the industry's not for him. Other ones are, are off to a competitor and they just took the jobs. And, and then you find out about them like, Hey, where's, where's Troy? He was supposed to be at my house. And you're like, yeah, I, who? I literally, when you don't have a record of that customer existing and then you got to show up. And I was the guy that had to show up and with his tail tucked between his legs before we were organized and say, can you just kind of film with us? <laughs> yeah. And I really don't know what's going on. And that's just, it's not a good feeling. So having back again to the control piece yeah, is huge. Yeah, so absolutely. speaking of which, what's the best way, just since we're, we're running right up on time here, is there anything that I missed that, that you think would be beneficial for people to know just about a CRM in general, efficiency or AccuLinks, anything that you guys are working on or uh, going to be releasing at any point? Look, I think, you know, I'm probably not the first CRM that anybody's ever heard of before, right? And so I, I, I guess I kind of want to go back to kind of how we'd started. Like, how do you find the right one, right? Know what you're looking for, but whatever one you pick, you know, you know I, I was telling you before we started this, right? When my wife and I went house shopping, the house that we're in right now, we had a big old long list of everything that we wanted in the house. But probably no one house was going to check off all of those boxes. Mm -hmm. So we just said, okay, well, this one's got the big garage, but it doesn't have the fireplace. And this one's, you know, whatever it was that we were looking for, right? And the house that we got ticked the most boxes off that we had ranked the highest on the list of, well, we got to have this, right? What are your non-negotiables, right? 
But whatever you pick, look, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not on the sales side of things. I'm a trainer. I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm the guy that just helps you figure out how to build processes, right? And while I would love for you to come with Acculinks, at the end of the day, I want contractors to be successful. The CRM that you use is better than the one that you don't, right? I love customers that come to me from a competitor that say, yeah, this, you know, we, we wrung every bit of functionality out of that one. And it wasn't meeting our needs. And we came to Acklinks because we wanted X, Y, and Z. Those are great customers. You want to know the ones that I, that I, that I cringe at? Yeah, we've had five CRMs. They all suck. They all fail. None of them ever work. My guys won't use any of them. But Acklinks is going to be different somehow. No, that, streak, that speaks to a leadership problem right? You're not setting expectations with your team. You're not training your people on what to do. And most importantly, you're not holding them accountable to doing it or being the example for that in the first place, right? So whichever one you pick, if it's Acculink's great, I'd love to talk to you. And if it's not, no hard feelings, but whatever you do, make sure that you've got leadership in place. The guys aren't going to just naturally do it, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You got to yeah. tell them what you expect and then hold them to those expectations, right? Yeah. And, you know, human beings just want to get their job done as fast as possible. And if I can get my job done by not using this newfangled thing you just rolled out, guess what? I'm just not going to use it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, so and, it's that accountability of going back to saying, whichever one I pick, cool. Now go for it. Use it. Prioritize it. You know, shut down your office for three hours and just do everything and get it all running up and then spin your office back up or come in on a weekend or stay mm -hmm. late or come in early. Right? Those are the things that really are going to drive success and get you all the other benefits right? That you just talked about that we agreed about. But if yeah. you don't roll it out and you don't set those expectations, you're never going to get those benefits. Yeah. Right? It you is gotta... about holding the team accountable to use it because yeah. it's tough, you know, it's especially when you're making. And one thing that I did just to leave, I want to leave a few kind of key takeaways for folks, especially yeah. um, individual rep, um, sales managers or, or uh, owners. Um, I'd encourage you to consider doing this, but I literally created a checklist yep. and it was because some people are better pen and paper and we printed it out in that job file when it was produced. And I realized everything's going to happen electronically anyway, but it was more about creating the habit. So mm -hmm. that way, when the one sales guy who would always forget to take the before pictures or whatever it is, there's that constant reminder as opposed yep. to just like waiting for it and then everyone's in panic sales meeting cadence, which I, I preach, you know, you got to have a sales meeting cadence, same time, same place every week, no matter what you, the owner manager stick to that schedule. Um, and, and holding the team doing those check-ins to, to literally create the environment where the habits are formed because using the CRM efficiently salespeople, you're going to make more money period. Cause you're going to be efficient with your time. And I'll tell you when you're juggling 20 installs at once and trying to get referrals, you don't know Peggy from Sue from Robert, like, a shingle's a shingle at one point. Did I talk yep. to the, no, who is that, that house? Like you don't remember them. Especially and, if you're one of those developments where they all look the same. Exactly. The only difference is the trees on the left or the trees on the right, yeah. you know, the driveway. It, you're or lucky whatever, if right? there's trees. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so from the efficiency standpoint, and then it's about making the customers happy. And then from an operational standpoint, you know, I talked to some companies that are just like hyper-focused. I want a CRM that has the operational efficiencies, putting in orders, estimates, syncing with Eagle View or Hover and pulling that data in and putting the other orders. So find what you need. And I, you know, I, I'll say it. I can plug you. You're not, I'm not getting paid to plug you, but I'll plug you anyway. If you want to, if people want to set up a demo with you or learn about Acculinks, what's 
people to just reach out and learn more. If they want a demo with Aculinks, I mean, they, I would say reach out to us um, you know, either on Facebook or on our website. You can email sales at Aculinks.com. I'm not on the sales team. So all I'm going to do is send you over to the sales team. If you've got some, if you are an Aculinks person and or you got some questions about some in-depth thing, then you can hit me up. I'm at training at Aculinks.com. Um, you know, if you're just trying to figure out how to make something work or, you know, just trying to, you know, resolve a question, you, you know, you've got this thing, but you don't know how to make it work or whatever it is. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's my, that's ultimately my job here is to, is to do that. Right. So, yeah. But like when it comes to those, you were, you were right. Make sure if the customer's got something important that you're passing that on to the right people, right? Sales, yeah. sales guys, my, uh, one of my old sales managers used to call it commission breath, right? You're at the dining room table and you're like, Oh my God, that's going to be a huge check. You know, and all you want to do is just get going because maybe you just want to get out of there or you want to get to the next one or you got an appointment or whatever the case might be. You know, sales guys are hunters. They want to go after the next one, the next kill, you know, go after the next one. But if you don't stop and make sure that this kill stays fresh, <laughs> right? You know, then you turn that job in and you just do something simple like, yeah, replace the window screens per the scope of work and turn it in and you don't set the expectations with that customer. That's the customer that gets it in their head. You're getting all their windows done or some crap, right? You know, because you didn't set the expectations. So you let them set the expectation and now God knows what they thought, right? Maybe the guy's a scam artist or maybe the guy just legitimately doesn't know how to read State Farm's Xactimate report, right? And he legitimately thought he was getting all of his windows replaced. He's not trying right. to scam you. You just didn't set the expectation. You don't control the narrative, they get to, right? right. Um, but being able to do that and then pass those instructions on, if it's something like don't start before 8 a.m., you darn well better make sure that the production guy says, tells the crew not to get out there before 8 a.m. That's important to them. It's not important to you maybe, but it's important to them. So it needs to be important to you. And that's the stuff that it's those little things everyone's going to put a roof on and that roof probably is going to look good the day after the roof goes up so what's going to make it different is the experience they had did mm -hmm. you care about what they cared about because i don't yeah. care about what you care about i care about what i care about and if you care about what i care about then i'm going to feel like we got something going on yeah i had a good experience with you right so you know care about what they care about and show that you do and make Absolutely. sure those little things are taken care of you know? Absolutely. You just sparked another video idea I'm going to do on just creating an amazing <laughs> customer experience because it's there you so, go, man. so overlooked. So love it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah, Matt, sure, thanks man. for, thanks. Super appreciate having you on here. Um, for everyone listening, uh, check out uh, AccuLinks. You can reach out to uh, sales at AccuLinks or if you're using it, reach out to training at AccuLinks. Yep. Um, check them out. Obviously, feel free to check out any other platforms. Choose what's right for you. Not everything's going to be the perfect fit. That's why we have options. That's why there's a million shingle manufacturers yep. and that's why there's a million roofing companies. So uh, your best way to stand apart is to position yourself in the field. Uh, use use the, the training you learn here, use the information in my marketing battle pack and use your opportunity to create that unique customer experience by leveraging the tools in your CRM. So if you like this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel and I will see you on joining us, Matt. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training Video Library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So, what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, Adam at roofstrategist.com. That's adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.